On this episode of From the Bleachers, I sit down with Mike Holmes. Holmes has been the athletic director here at St. Ambrose University for a little over eight months. We will be taking a look at what goes into being an AD at the university level, especially here at St. Ambrose. It's coming up right now. Welcome back to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, Carter Foley. Joining me today is Athletic Director of St. Ambrose University, Mike Holmes. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, good to be here, Carter. Thank you. So what made you decide to come to St. Ambrose as your destination to uh, pursue being Athletic Director? Well, you know, as as many things go in this world, it it wasn't really planned, although I had uh, a lot of... uh, understanding of St. Ambrose. I had, uh, back when I was high school coaching, I had sent a couple of kids uh, here. So I knew uh, the campus. I recruited as a college coach out of uh, Davenport and the Quad Cities. So I knew of it. Now, I was out in Ohio at Franciscan University, and really that was our our plan was to kind of settle there and retire. Uh, But the uh, position became available. Uh, I think you maybe you don't appreciate the networks you have uh, from 26 years in Iowa until you're away from those networks. And so some people reached out to me, hey, this is open, and I took a look at it. I, I told my wife it's a pretty cool area. And so we just kind of at first kind of dipped our toe in the water a little bit, but as uh, the situation advanced a little bit more than it became kind of clear that this is a, a place we really wanted to be. And so kind of pursued it wholeheartedly and things worked out and is there any like stories or experiences that um you've had throughout the years that um you know that you can think of off the top of your mind that made you a better athletic director oh i think that uh you know i think probably the primary thing is are the people that you're around that you see doing it might be an athletic director but it might be uh, just somebody just doing their job and seeing how uh, people who you respect go about their business. Now, I've had several athletic directors that I've worked for that I thought were really good for different reasons. Uh, A guy named Bill Krejci at uh, Southwestern Community College was really um, demonstrated. I mean, the one reason I never really thought about being an athletic director was I, I always enjoyed the interaction with the players and the kids and having those relationships which you even get in the classroom. And I kind of thought administratively you'd be removed, but Bill was really good at um, talking to kids and getting, uh, you know, kind of into their quality world and and communicating with them. And that's a guy who kind of made me realize you could do that still. Not as easy because you're not seeing them every single day, but uh, certainly you can have relationships with student-athletes as uh, in my position, and that's what I'm trying to do, even though there's 900 here. Uh, that's that's what we're trying to get accomplished uh, by, you know, going to practices, going to games, talking to people in the hallways, and, and so on. So little by little, I'm hoping to, to bring that forward here. And what individuals do you uh, particularly work with on a daily basis? 
Uh, as far as student athletes or uh, um, just <clears throat> like um, like coaches or people in the athletic department. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the athletic director has to. I'm supervising obviously all of our head coaches, our administrative staff, which includes our uh, sports information department, our athletic trainers. So you have to have a little bit of wide experience to to supervise all of that. And those, so those are the folks that I work with mo- most. Uh, uh, on, on, a, on a regular basis, on a close basis. Now, as I tell student groups when I meet with them, they're, they're really the clients. I mean, so uh, at the end of the day, I'm doing my job if all of our student athletes are having a good experience here. And I mean, that's not going to happen 100% of the time, but that's what we strive to do. So as an athletic director, you kind of look for things that might be deterring from a positive experience. Um, is it uh, something that's hanging them up in the classroom? Is it, is it our athletic training department? Are they doing all that they can and so on? So that's kind of what you're always kind of keeping your eye out for to make sure that all that stuff happens. And um, when a student is typically struggling in the classroom, obviously classroom comes first before athletics, um, what's, the, what's the typical uh, sit down with the coach? Does the coach get involved? Do you get involved with the student? Yeah, typically coaches, we, we give our coaches resources for those student-athletes uh, that they can reach out to. Now, one thing that we're really missing here that we're actually going to try to get in place is somebody who really their job would be like a retention specialist. And so part of that person's position would be just reaching out to those kids and making sure that they're doing okay in the classroom and, and doing grade checks. We don't really have a great way to get that information right now that's another thing we're trying to get done is through some software be able to get kind of some early alerts on some kids but really that's going to be the coaches who have their hands on that they have the resources so they would guide that student athlete to the right place okay and obviously you know you took over um for coach ray and um you and actually uh, coach ray go back uh, when you coached at southwestern community college uh can you tell me a little bit what that relationship was like yeah, and, how, it's, and how it's grown? Uh, right. It's so it, it really is, is strange, I think, maybe for both of us. So you put yourself in Coach Shoveling's shoes, and that is somebody who's been the athletic director here for double-digit years. He's coached here. He is he is truly a St. Ambrose lifer in that he has invested everything into this yeah. institution. Um, so now he gives up the kind of the head position uh, to continue his coaching work, which is a, a position I can totally understand because I probably would have done that at one yeah. point in my life. And so here I come. So I, I think maybe the advantage we have is we didn't know each other a little bit. Uh, he knows I do have a basketball background. Um, but it is, from my perspective, it's a little weird. You step into that and it's a, it's a delicate balance. You, number one, you gotta you gotta have respect for what he's done and and what he's about as far as St. Ambrose and give him some room and understand his position in all of this. At the same time, you know you're kind of the boss. You know you're you have to at some point. I haven't had to yet, but you might have to make a difficult decision um, regarding um, you know an evaluation or something like that. Not that not that coach has any any problems in that area. I'm just I'm I'm what I'm saying is just kind of the laying out what that's been like so on on, in his perspective then it's he has to he kind of has to put his own ego aside a little bit as well and say you know this is what I've elected to do this guy's got a job to do anyway it's been I I can't imagine it's been uh 
anything that could be more smooth. Um, I think we both have a self-awareness about the situation and that in the dynamic. And so when I want to talk to him about some things, I've gone into his office and done that. Um, and when, and he's done the same. So, um, I think we have a, a good, healthy uh, respect for that. We kind of keep our distance to a degree, but also collaborate when we have to. And I, I really could not have mapped it out any better for how it's gone. So kind of getting into the <laughs> athletics, um, obviously uh, with the schedules, they come out every year and we, we know that. But how, how, how does that um, how has that created the schedule for each um, athletic department do, do the ADs um, from each school get together and talk about that or who, is there somebody even higher up that uh, determines that yeah everything that starts with a conference commissioner so we belong to Chicago land Com- uh, collegiate athletic conference so Jeff Schemmelfennig who's our commissioner he sits down and he that's the skeleton of everybody's schedule when he uh, submits like for example a volleyball schedule for 2021. It is, here's who you play in the, within the conference. So then our two volleyball coaches, Don Kerr and, and Ray Green, they take that, that's their base, and then they start to schedule their own non-conference matches. And so they can really do whatever they want on that. In college, the coaches have that authority. In high school, the athletic directors are the ones who set that up. And just what you were talking about, they would talk to other athletic directors and do that. So I don't have anything to do with scheduling, thankfully. Um, I had plenty of that uh, when I was a basketball coach at Maine Presque Isle and an independent. You want to talk about hard scheduling, <laughs> that's hard scheduling because everybody else does have that conference schedule and you don't. Yep. And not only are you trying to find 25 games instead of five, but you're also then trying to work around everybody's conference schedule, which are the, you know, in basketball is the prime night, Wednesday, Saturday. So you're playing Sunday, Monday, whenever you can to find games. And it, it, oh, it's just miserable. And that's what probably, probably the one thing that got me yeah. out of coaching and into administration is just doing stuff like that. You know, that, that's hard. And in your opinion, obviously, um, you know, you've been a basketball coach for many years and obviously now an athletic director. Um, in your opinion, what makes uh, a sporting event successful? Well, I think number one, I mean, you can't, there's no substitute for having a good team. Yep. And, you know, that, that generates excitement because people want to come see other people who are doing things at a very, very high level. So whenever you have that, that's great. But then on top of that, you know, any sport management class you ever take, what you'd hear is you, you don't have any control over that product if you're marketing the product. So mm-hmm. coaches have control, players have control, but the marketer doesn't. So what do you do if your um, football team is going as 0 and 8, you know, and have a, have a home game? What do you do about that? And, and so that's, that's always a challenge. So in, in smaller communities, you can do some outreach things. You can do some special promotions and you can uh, do some charitable things, which bring some people in and create an environment. I, I think for a small college, St. Ambrose, and I can say this because I didn't have anything to do with it, I've just stepped into it. We have we have great game day environments. You know, we yep. we've got cheerleaders, we've got band at the at our um, volleyball, basketball games, and at the football games. And if you go to those events, it's a it's very much other than the crowd size a a Division One type of an environment there yep. with the band playing and going out on the field. So um, I think. I think we make it a pretty fun game day experience. There's tailgating and and there are uh, all of the um, 
the pomp and circumstance that goes around having a good event. Um, but to answer, to go back to answering your question again, any anytime you're really, really good, um, you know, like so, our men's volleyball team is has national or ranking votes right now. I think they'll just draw some people just because people want to go see somebody. You know, yeah. clobber somebody else which is what our guys do uh very frequently so that's again part of my job and part of the student athlete experience is to try to pave the way so we can be the best possible teams we can be and uh you know during the winter time obviously we've had a lot of harsh conditions especially last week in general with um you know all the ice and snow that we've had so when it comes to traveling because i know um you know a couple basketball games got canceled last week so do you and the coaches or do you and the other ad from the other school communicate with weather and if you guys have to um you know cancel event reschedule do it for another time how does that work yeah you've got exactly right so uh, last week's a great example probably by a wednesday when we saw that the forecast was doing what it was going to do i reached out to the uh other athletic director in the meantime both of our coaches the men's and women's basketball coaches were talking so the reason they're talking is they're they're starting to think about um you know do we want to come up early uh if we do have to reschedule when would that be so they're kind of doing some potential scenarios there the athletic director and i from the other institution we're all, all obviously ultimately responsible for the safety of our our kids traveling um part of that gets taken off our plate because the bus companies will also have meetings and then they will tell you we will travel today or we won't and so if they're if they're not willing to travel there's nothing you can do you're just done so it it usually the onus is on the the team that's traveling um so for example indiana south bend last week they're the ones who canceled the game we didn't cancel the game because they just were not willing to travel in those Mm -hmm. conditions the week before when we had the bad forecast we sent our teams up early so they could get those games in as scheduled and so that was our decision to do that only with the fact that the the bus company is willing to to actually drive on those particular days so it's it's a lot of preventative stuff it's a lot of creating what if scenarios um and then just talking it through and yeah so ultimately the two ad's make the call and and they uh, they get together on the phone on me via email and say hey we're going to do this or we're not okay and what have you enjoyed about working with um you know coaches here at ambrose as well as the athletic staff and how's it been a little bit different than uh, other previous jobs well there is a stark contrast so at maine Presque Isle and franciscan we're talking about both very new relatively programs and so we were really building those programs, trying to get them from, like, uh, I hope listeners will understand what I'm saying, kind of like a club mentality to a varsity athletics mentality. Okay. So there's a, there's a difference yeah. there, not to say that club sports are valuable. It's just when your entire athletic program is like that. You know, for, for example, a kid coming in, just walking into your office, your basketball office, say, hey, I'd like to play basketball this year. That's a club mentality. That's, that's you know, hey, well, no, we recruit our athletes we have a roster and these are guys are handpicked so um in both of those cases we were we were building and and as such you have uh the makeup of your coaching staff is you have one like grizzled veteran there who's been around forever and then you have a lot of young coaches who are are coming in they're eager to make their name but they're young and they're going to make a lot of mistakes here we're we're much more seasoned here not that our coaches don't make mistakes but uh they're they're professionals they've been around it they handle their business i I think one of the most compelling 
stories I can tell about our coaching staff is that you know our recruiting numbers are very high here and that's that's a directive from up on high our president wants a lot of numbers our vp of enrollment wants a lot of numbers great uh, and that's the reason we have all of our nice facilities so bringing in those coaches i kind of asked them off the record you know what's your ideal roster size thinking that i would get what most coaches would say and their their, their ideal numbers would be much lower than they are but every one of them um, there wasn't one exception they said, you know, um, they gave me a number that was pretty high, <laughs> and uh, they're willing to do that because they, they get it. They get how a university works and why things work the way that they do and how they can be valuable to the the overall mission of the university. So they're, they've been very, very good. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed them, and they've, they've made the transition pretty easy. And obviously, I know that you're a basketball fan. Um, but if there, obviously, like if there's one um, sport that we don't hear, don't have here at St. Ambrose, uh, what would you like to see and why? Well, we have a lot. We have 29. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, honestly, I've always, for a while, I did coach Shoveling's role. I was an AD and a basketball coach. So I've always had to be careful of not favoring basketball over any other other sports. But I think. Um, you know, if we were going to do any kind of expansion here, which I, I think is probably in the cards, some things you got to look at would be wrestling would be a number one thought just because Iowa is such a wrestling hotbed. There'd be a recruiting base that we could have. Men and women can do it. And I, I think we could uh, be a niche market for that. I think um, crew has always intrigued me, although I don't think there's a lot of competition we have around us. I mean, you have the river, which is yeah. perfect for having a crew, but I think you'd have to go to the northeast and do all of your competition, so that would be a little bit difficult. Um, sports shooting is is another thing that's kind of rising in this area a little bit, and we have a lot of junior college programs out there, and so that would be something. There was a, an Olympian down in uh, Eddieville, uh, which is not too far from here a few years ago. So it that has a little bit of momentum. And so we take a look at that. Field hockey always kind of pops up. Hockey is a very expensive sport, but men and women can play. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing we're always thinking about. And one, we, we do send out a survey to students, and we say, hey, is are there offerings that you would like to see that we don't have? And if we ever get, like, an influx of, of uh, something there, then we would take a really hard look at that. Okay. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate you being the first guest on uh, From the Bleachers podcast. Well, yeah, I hope we didn't screw it up too bad, Carter. And uh, I hope uh, it's a a good thing you do and uh, appreciate talking to you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of From the Bleachers. Make sure you tune in next episode as I interview the sports information director here at St. Ambrose University, Brian Thiessen. See you next time.